A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. And I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 2, Episode 9, Married to It. Great episode. Very good. Some great action. Yeah. <laughs> that I actually rewound a couple times because <laughs> I was laughing too hard. We'll get to that later, of course. Let's start from the beginning. It's Jane and Robert. They're making out. They're officially back on. Well, I was like, because it starts off where we're like, here's some love making noises, mm. uh, candles. We see empty wine. So they're scanning across this room. I didn't know where we were at first. Yeah. I was like, who is this? It's fucking Jane and Robert. <laughs> Jane and Robert. They're getting hot and heavy on the couch. And he tells her, mm, you taste incredible. Gross. <laughs> I don't know why that always sounds so gross to me. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Jane wants him to spend the night, but then they're interrupted by a loud pounding on the door. It's Sydney. I feel like if you live in an apartment building, you should not be able to allow to knock to knock on people's doors unless it's like something pressing. Do you know what I mean? There should be like a sense of like Text me or call me. Well, you don't just come over just because it's across the way, right? Like, oh yeah, because Sydney lives there now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be annoyed if people kept knocking on my door. Of course, you should be allowed to pretend you're not home, especially at night. Yes, um, but 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 Sydney doesn't give a shit about no. about any of that. She she's like, but I have got Jane's like Sydney, go away. I'm busy. Yeah, not and, now. And she's like, I've got some great news. And um, she tells Jane that, or she doesn't even tell Jane no, what the news is. Jane's like, bye, tomorrow, tell me tomorrow. Yeah. She slams the door on her. <laughs> she literally shuts the door in Sydney before Sydney can tell her her whatever her great news is that needs, right. that she needs to be interrupted. This for. could have been a, like, this could have been an email <laughs> or whatever the version of that was back then. This could have been a fax. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kimberly and Michael are hooking up in bed. They're also making love under the sheets. The red sheets. The red sheets. They're naked. We see that sheet dripping, like draping all around Kimberly's back. Their bedspread is horrendous. We've talked about their comforter cover before, that duvet with the patterns on it. Right. The bright patterns. And then that the fact that they also have these bright red sheets. I would get a headache. 
they have the bright red sheets. And then when they were making love or whatever they were doing in the background is a, um, a pillow with the duvet cover pattern on it. Cause they got matching shams. It is crazy. <laughs> I was just like, get that out of here. It is a crazy bedspread setup. Right. Um, so they're, they're doing well, but Kimberly calls. I'm sorry, Sydney calls. They get a phone call. Kimberly has to answer it because she's on call. So they can't just let it ring. Right. Yeah. She has to go. She might have to go into the hospital. So she picks up the phone and Sydney goes, hello, is Michael there? Yeah. Kimberly is irritated. Yeah. Why, why is Sydney she's calling the house? <laughs> so she gives the phone over to Michael and Sydney's like, Michael, you won't believe it. I just got a job. Yeah. And it's at Shooters. I'm a waitress. This is sad. It's sad that Sydney needs to tell someone this news. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's very sad. She has no friends. And meanwhile, he's still in bed right next to Kimberly. Right. While this conversation is happening over the phone. And then Sydney immediately launches into, I was wondering if you want to come by for lunch again. I miss your body. It's just like she, Kimberly is right there. How did she not hear that? Also, Sydney goes from the shooters thing immediately into this sex talk, knowing right. the girlfriend is there. Right. So Michael gets off the phone with her. And Kimberly's like, Michael, it's a little weird that Sydney's calling here. I think you need to end this little friendship. Yeah, she's pissed. The dick is not going in her. She gets up, goes to the shower. She's done. She's done. Uh, yeah. And she, you know what? Kimberly is very, she's on to this. Like, she's smart. She knows yes. what's going on here. Immediately. And she's not fooled. No, she doesn't know Michael's fucking her, obviously. But she no. knows Sydney is going for that. She knows what Sydney's game is. Yes. So Matt is at an art gallery. And he meets a guy named Joel who owns the gallery. Joel's got um, Joel's got a lot of funky shirts, and it looks quite like some of the paintings in his gallery. <laughs> it's definitely hideous, hideous art. It's definitely um, he's got a lot of bright suits and funky shirts because he's like, oh, I'm a gallerist, right? They have like a lot of the little squiggly lines on them. Yeah, kind of like a Keith Haring esque. Or like type a deal. Yeah. Um, and lots of bright primary colors. So he meets this guy, Joel. He's got piercing blue eyes. Very blue. Very blue eyes. Dark, dark hair. Dark hair. He's cute. Yeah. And he's flirting with Matt. They're both like getting on. He's like, don't you go to the gym on Wilshire? <laughs> that's, that, that's, I was like, is this code? Yeah, he's for back like, in the day where it's like the gym boy, like the gym gay type yeah, things. Yeah, he's already. He's like, I've already cruised you before. Yeah, on Wilshire at our gym, um, and they're like about to ask each other out when Katya shows up and ruins everything. She totally cock blocks Matt. Unbelievable! Out, out of control. <laughs> out of control. I was furious. I was so mad at Katya. She comes over and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Matt. Oh, 
Oh, it's nice to meet you. I'm Matt's wife. Are you talking to my husband? <laughs> <laughs> and and poor fucking Joel is like, oh, sorry. Like, well, Joel thinks he's been hitting on a straight guy or a closeted or a guy. closeted guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, I got the wrong idea. Either way, you don't want to get a part into that situation, right? Like, right. So cut to outside of the gallery. Matt is pissed, and he goes off on Katya. Finally, yeah. Like this is the one time he has every right to be pissed because it's like I agreed to do this for you. That doesn't mean I'm giving up my life. There was zero reason you had to come in and say you were my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was added for zero reason. Take a hint, Katya. Clearly, they were flirting with each other, and she comes in, and he's like, he goes into Russia stuff. He's like. This isn't Russia where the KGB are listening to you at all times that we have to pretend we're in love and married like everywhere we go. He's like going off. He's so he's so upset. He's so fucking pissed. Finally, Matt was going to have something good happen to him. You no, know, he even said he's like, "I liked him." I was like, "Okay, to be fair, you literally just started talking to him like 2 minutes ago." Like well, he meant I was going to fuck him. Yes, because he was hot. Yes, but to, in in our world, Matt has never even done anything, so it's kind of shocking that he would he's going to have a one night stand. Even that's not like in our Matt wheelhouse yet. No, not yet. It should be though. Yeah, it absolutely should be. Um, Matt deserves a little treat. Oh my god! And Katya just snatched that treat from him. Yeah, and she- and we we love to see Matt uh, actually go off on someone. Yeah. It's it's a rare uh event and I like I liked it. Yeah. Like we were talking earlier about when people reach their boiling points, even like people who are always really nice and something eventually just sets them off. Even if it's sort of um an over to- over the top reaction cuz sometimes it is like it's not that thing, it's everything that's happened to them in the past year or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's cu- even funnier. It's cumulative and this was the last straw with Matt. Yeah. So she's like, Matt, why don't you just go back tomorrow and explain to him that your wife is very understanding? Yeah. It's like, don't frame it that way, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like, oh, so you're on the down low. I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to deal with that no drama. Thanks. That's <laughs> no thanks. Um, the next day, Joe's telling Allison all about her lunch date with Steve. And going on and on, gushing about Steve. And she's like, this guy's pretty perfect. And Billy's like, enters right at that moment. And he's like, did somebody say perfect guy? Like, it's like, he goes, are you guys talking about me again? Oh, he's just painful to me. Did you see he's in his underwear? No. When he, he was in I his boxers. Not. He oh. wasn't shirtless. He was wearing a shirt and boxers. Oh, okay. So it okay. looked like he's wearing, like he just rolled out of bed. Yeah. To to interrupt girl talk. He's interrupting girl talk. Um, Joe Joe's like, I just don't want Jake to know that I'm dating this guy or that I went on a date with this guy. Why? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get not wanting to know, like, don't rub it in his face or whatever, but who cares? I bet Jake would throw a fit. He'd punch a wall. He'd be like, oh, he's got money. You like, grab money. (laughs) You're right. He he would be. He'd be like, oh, figures. Figure. For your husband? 
Then you had a little poverty break. <laughs> Back to a rich guy. <laughs> I won't be taking his checks later either. He would take it so personally. Yeah, He would absolutely. see it as her dating Steve at him. Oh, totally. To get at him. Even and, though he's dating someone with money too. Yeah, they're so frustrating. Billy's like, oh, Steve, the rich nerd. Right, Allison? <laughs> and um, Joe's like, well, I have a second date with him. Yeah. And Allison couldn't be less happy for Joe. She's not happy. No. Because she's seen the way her boyfriend is acting, like a little bitch baby. Yeah, she wants a mature guy too. With money. She's starting to regret. See, she's like someone who didn't date and then they settle down with the first guy they meet and then they're like, oh, wait, I'm actually hot now. Right. (laughs) Maybe I can try to get something better. (laughs) Like it's that kind. I feel like she's having some buyer's remorse a little bit. She's starting to become irritated with Billy. Because she's maturing and it's like, this is your 23-year-old boyfriend or however old they are. Like, you're not going to want that in a few years, especially when he stays the same. And Billy will stay the same for like his whole life probably. He does become a husk of a person, however. That's true. When something really bad happens to him, I think it's at the might be at the end of this season. But no Maybe. one wants to be with that either. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's just depressing. Yeah. Um anyway, so Joe has a date, a second date with Steve. Sydney goes over to Jane's house. She's dressed in her shooter's outfit. She looks just like Sandy. She's wearing the denim shorts, black shirt, and a little shooter's apron. She's got the apron. She's in shooter's cosplay. And she's like uh, real excited for her first day. And Robert has plans with Jane to have dinner with his parents later. And so he invites Sydney along. He's like, Sydney, do you want to have dinner with us too? And Jane looks visibly pissed off. She does not want Sydney there, and I don't blame her. I don't blame her either. Robert's just trying to be nice. Yeah. And Sydney can tell that Jane is like, I will fucking kill you. Yeah, she clocks it. And so she's like, uh, I actually have to work that day. <laughs> she does say she is free initially, and then she <laughs> yeah. switches it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt returns to the gallery, and he goes up to Joel and he explains to Joel the situation. He's like, you know, she's not really my wife. She's Russian, and I married her so she could stay in the country. Yeah. He's like, uh, oh, okay. He's like, well, that's that's also weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But he's into Matt. He's he into is. Matt. And Matt asks him on a date, and Joel says yes. And he's like, I actually have theater tickets for this Saturday. You want to go? And Matt's like, I'd love to. Yeah. Everything's finally coming up, Matt. Mm. Well, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. At the hospital, Matt tells Katya that he has a date with Joel. And she's very happy for him. But she's like, Mitt, an agent from INS is coming for a home visit on Sunday. What are the chances? The day after the date. The day after the date. An INS agent is coming to verify their relationship with each other. So Katya's like, I'm going to need to move into your place temporarily. Matt's already like, well, I guess I won't be bringing Joel back. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you could have to go to Joel's place. Hope he doesn't have roommates. <laughs> you know he doesn't. Joel probably has a nice ass house. Yeah, he owns a gallery. He owns a gallery. He's got lots of art. I bet I bet Joel's super connected. Yeah. This is like oh Matt, no, it was so irritating. It's so irritating. Um so but Matt's nervous about this. He's like, ah oh, shit. Yeah. This, this is really throwing a wrench into my fuck plans. Because that's gonna be a stressful weekend. So he's not really gonna be able to enjoy his date, probably. Yes. Thinking about it. Yes. Should we take a break here? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That night, Michael is sitting on his deck at the beach house drinking a beer when Sydney arrives out of the blue. She just she's does, like, hey. She just does that thing she does where she takes that bus down, pops yeah. over unannounced, and he's like, Sydney, what are you doing here? And she's like, I checked Kimberly's schedule. She's working all night. <laughs> How did she do this? I have no idea. Michael's like, Sid, you got to get out of here. That's skedaddle, Sydney. Come on. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Sydney. And Sydney's like, oh, yeah? And then she just takes her dress off right on the deck. She loves whipping her dress off. <laughs> She's, She's like, like, this is a showstopper. Because she knows Michael's, because <laughs> she knows at his core, Michael's an idiot and he's a caveman. And if she just takes her dress off, we'd be like, mm. Titties. Boing. Like he can't. He goes like a wooga. He, he has to go. He has to move forward on that. He can't help himself. So she takes her dress off and she's like, I'll do anything you want. And then Michael just stares lustily. We know he's got a few things. <laughs> he's got a few things he's been wanting to try that Kimberly and Jane most certainly didn't want to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Sydney does anal. Absolutely. <laughs> Sydney probably calls herself the anal queen. Sydney. Sydney knows that saying you'll do anything a guy wants is like that's a that's a winner of a line. <laughs> no guy can resist that because it always means ass stuff. It, it or it's or something like something something equivalent if it's yeah. not ass. Like. I bet she even lets Michael pee on her. Oh, and Michael looks like he loves to piss on a woman. Yeah, because he's like all about humiliation. That's like his signature move. He wants to dominate too, because he's like, you you like it. You wanna you want my piss on you? That's, I'll piss on you. That's the interesting thing about Michael. He's not a traditional sub dom role where he has a powerful job and he wants to be submissive. No. He's the type who has a powerful job, but he still wants to be the dominator. Yes. You're right. 
Because that's a typical thing, right? Yeah. They want to be submissive. It's pretty common. Uh, yeah, no, he doesn't like that. Um, cut to them in bed, bed naked. And the same red sheets. The same red sheets. Michael didn't even change the sheets. And he wouldn't either after this. <laughs> he no. let, he'd let Kimberly come home. Sleep to her in the home wet spot. And sleep on someone else's wet spot. He does not care. <laughs> that is so mean. <laughs> Kimberly, uh, my, sorry, who am I talking about? Sydney is like, Michael, I love you. Do you love me? And he's like, uh. And she keeps asking him. He does the paradise on the dashboard light thing where he, the guy's trying to fuck and he's like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he's like, finally says he it. He finally reluctantly says, yes, yes. Well, let me in. Let me in that ass. Because <laughs> she won't shut up. Kimberly arrives home. Yeah. I guess while Sydney was wrong. While they're going at it. Yeah, Sydney, you didn't check or, or Or she made it up. Yeah. I bet she made it up. Well, because it seems very, she seems very happy with what happened here. She also, like we mentioned earlier, she has no shame. She doesn't care about hurting people's feelings. No, or or looking like a bad person. No. Because she's very manipulative. So she, I think in her mind, she can always turn it around. Yes. Uh, yeah. Kimberly arrives home and she hears giggling coming from the bedroom. Mm. This is not good. No. She opens the door. And sees Michael in bed with Sydney, and Michael has this face that's like, whoops. <laughs> Kimberly, Kimberly. Saw what it looks like. <laughs> Sydney turns around like she's in a shampoo commercial. Her little hair swings with the biggest smile. She's like, she's doing her cover girl spot on America's Next Top Model. She's so, <laughs> she's so proud of herself. Yeah. She's like, this is my finest work to date. Now, this is psychotic. To be busted having an affair and your react your first reaction is to smile, <laughs> that big smile. That's from she was lit up. Yeah. She was smiling from deep within. Like, oh. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to her. Ever. She fucking loves it. She Michael runs after Kimberly. Who's like, you bastard. She smacks him. Yeah. And calls, Michael is a bastard. He is a bastard. That's the perfect word for him. And I'm sure he gets called that a lot. <laughs> I bet he gets called that leaving a parking lot at Gelson's when he like uh, cuts someone off or something. Oh, totally. I, you could re- he reads bastard a mile away. Yeah, several people not in his um, personal life have called him bastard. It's kind of a funny insult actually when you think about it because I don't even think of it as being like an illegitimate child or whatever it used to mean. Yeah. Like in, in like Game of Thrones. I just think of it as like a Michael Mancini type. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the word has sort of become he, a new meaning. He's a bastard. The next day, Jane is planning dinner for Robert's parents. She's going to cook. And this is what's on the menu. This mm. is the most Jane menu ever. She's going to make a warm goat cheese salad. <laughs> And baked sea bass with fennel. I was surprised that she she was going to do fennel. I mean, I know it was common then, but I for Jane it was, was like, elevated. Go, go girl! But she said, "I found this recipe. It looks really great." So she probably was reading gourmet magazine and saw this recipe. Oh yeah, she picked it up. She picked it up at the store, gourmet magazine, and like dog-eared that page. Right, or it was on the cover. Oh, yeah, maybe. That's Ooh, she's bass? like, oh, I love sea bass. Ooh, fennel, that's different. Ooh, 
That's creative. And, a, <laughs> and my signature warm goat cheese salad. Yeah, that's always popular. Kimberly stops by Melrose Place. That's a shocker. This was shocking to see her there. You don't see Kimberly at Melrose. No. Except for that one time at Matt's party. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. The Christmas party. The Christmas party. Um, Jane opens the door and she's shocked to see Kimberly. And Kimberly's, Jane doesn't want anything to do with her. She's like, I don't, why are you here? Right. And Kimberly leads with, it's over between me and Michael. And Jane is like, I don't care. Like, yeah. why would I give a shit about that? She's she's furious that she came by to even tell her this information. Right, good. Um, but Kimberly says, that's not all. I found Michael in bed with your sister. Jane has an insane reaction at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I can't believe it. Jane doesn't believe Kimberly. She gets more mad at Kimberly when Jane hasn't all of the evidence so far pointed in this direction. Doesn't this seem like something Sydney would do? Also, you just did the same thing to Allison when Allison told you about Michael and Kimberly kissing in the parking lot. Yes. You called her a liar. Now you're calling Kimberly a liar. And it's like, Kimberly has zero reason. Whatever you think about her for cheating on, on with Michael, she has zero reason to hurt you further. And she's never displayed any... Uh, animosity towards Jane? No. So I don't get why Jane has this reaction, except for it's just maybe hard to wrap her head around that her sister would do this, even though she knows her sister is awful. Yeah. <laughs> She's, and I think the messenger also. It's this, yes. out, it's this outrageous piece of information coming from the woman you hate. Yes. So, no, I, I get that. Like, But I would just be like slamming the door and going inside and be like, what the fuck, Sydney? What's <laughs> She's like, get out, Kimberly, get out. And Kimberly's like, you know, I did, I did you a favor splitting up your marriage because that man is sick. He is sick. <laughs> he is sick. Kimberly nailed it once again. At Shooters, Gina Gershon is waitressing with Sydney. Sydney, <laughs> I think that Sydney is like. I think Gina Gershon is training Sydney. Yes. Like that's like, you know how you do that when you are a server? Yes. The first few shifts, you kind of like follow you're, someone. You're their little buddy. Yeah. So Gina Gershon's training Sydney. It's Sydney's first day. Sydney's like Karen, carrying all kinds of shit. Yeah. And she's got irritated customers. They're like, no scal. I said no scallions. <laughs> you know, Sydney was just like, listen, bitch, just pick them out. <laughs> like, Sydney must be the worst server. Oh my God. Jane stops by and she's like, Jane, I'm busy. And Jane's like, oh yeah? Well, Kimberly stopped by and said something that I couldn't believe. She said that she found you in bed with Michael. Is that true? Tell me she's lying, Sydney. And Sydney is like, I can't imitate it on, on, she's just like, um, like not answering the question. <laughs> like this is an immediate, like, what did she say? No fucking way, Jane. That did not happen. She, That's like a normal reaction, but she's hemming and hawing, she, looking sideways. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm, gotta go, Jane. <laughs> like It's just like an insane reaction, which Jane obviously not being a complete moron immediately picks up as a yes. And, and then Sydney's like, Jane, he kept calling me and asking to see me. And Jane is like, this is disgusting. And then she pivots to something even more insane. Crazy. She's like, it's like 
She's like, Jane, I mean, he practically raped me. And Jane, of course, hears this and is like, did he rape you? Like, because <laughs> right. this changes everything. <laughs> right. Right. And then she's like, well, <laughs> no, no one pays attention to me. <laughs> like, it's just like, what are you doing right now? Yeah. She's like, I'm just, low. I just wish people would care about my yeah. job at Shooters. No, I was really excited to tell you my news about the job. So, so I went and fucked Michael. <laughs> like it makes no sense. Yeah. That's basically, that's what she's saying happened. Is she's that- like vamping in this moment, but not doing a great job of it. <laughs> she's fighting for her life. Um, and <laughs> Jane says, you little bitch. Accurate. She calls Accurate. Her, she calls her a little bitch. And Sydney's like, I swear it only happened once. And she starts begging Jane for forgiveness. And Jane's like, I don't have a sister anymore. Yeah. She wants forgiveness. Back at Melrose, Katya is moving all her shit in. Oh, God. She's got boxes. Nikki's there. And Nikki doesn't feel well. So we see where we this is see going. see where this is going. She's like, I tummy hurts. I, I was immediately like, come on. Can't. Just get your kid together. <laughs> Just for this one night. Just Seriously, for this one night. Katya, I am a little irritated because Katya should be doing more to alleviate Matt of his guilt. Like Matt is the type of person you have to like separate him from his guilt in order to make him happy. Do you know what I mean? Like not make him feel he's responsible for you in any way. Right. And she really doesn't do that. She doesn't do that at all. Um, Amanda spies this strange woman coming into Matt's apartment with all these boxes. And she's like, uh, what's going on? Yeah. Matt, this lady's not on the lease. <laughs> and Matt's like, oh God. Matt tells Amanda what's up. He's like, because she knows that Matt... They're married because she went to the wedding. That's right. So she does know Katya, but she's like, why is Katya moving in? And Matt's like, well, the INS agent is coming to interview us this weekend, so it needs to look like she lives here. She's not moving in, yeah. And then Amanda goes off on this anti-immigrant rant. <laughs> she's like, this is unethical. I can't vouch for you. Because Matt kind of low-key asks her... Like, if they ask you anything, will you just play along? Yeah, and she's like, no, I don't I don't know if that's ethical. And she's like, we have enough immigrants. She's like, we have enough people this coming in. This is very weird. I was like, do we really have to go there? She could have just said, like, she does say this as well, like, I don't want to get in trouble with the law as a landlord or whatever. No. she. But it's like, why did the writers choose this path? I mean, it does make sense for Amanda. This kind of... this. This really did fit her character that she was like, we have enough problems in this I country. Guess, but they don't, we don't ever hit on that again or anything. Like, no. So I feel like the self-centeredness of her not wanting to screw up her landlord thing could have also just been fine. Yes, that's true. Um, but Matt is just disgusted. No, he's like, just forget I forget it. Just stay. He's, he's like, stay out of it. Don't yeah. even talk to them, <laughs> which is very smart. Yes. Uh, he goes inside and Nikki has a fever. Ugh. I'm so mad at I'm this mad point. because it's like, who cares? Kids get sick all the time. Like, yeah. It's not like there's anything like a hospitalization level event happening here. Well, what could Matt do to make it better? No, we'll get into this more in like the next and a further scene, but it's crazy to me what happens. Matt um, tells Katya he can't stay because he has to go on a date. Katya wants to like, Katya, whatever. This scene's stupid. She's like, 
telling Matt that she wants to get, they need to get to know each other better so they can fool the INS agent. And Matt's like, well, that's great, but I have to get ready for my date. Yeah. I can't like learn about your family right now. Yeah. No offense. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the hospital, Kimberly is like, Michael, we're through. And he's like, oh, babe, come on. He's apologizing profusely. And she's like, you know what, Michael? You are a pig. Well, let me rephrase that because he's like, <laughs> I feel disgusting. She's like, well, that goes with the territory because you're a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly really owns Michael's ass this episode so hard multiple times. Yes. And he is not used to it. And I no. think he's even more attracted to her. Yes. Uh, and it's like he's really regretting his decision because she... She's like the first person to put like lay the law down with him and stick to her guns. Yes. But she's not putting up with his bullshit at all. And there's nothing he can do to convince her otherwise. And it turns her it turns him on that she's not being weepy about it like Jane. Oh no, she's cold ass bitch. Yeah. Like the minute she saw him in bed, she was done with Michael. Like right. it, it didn't even hurt her because she's like, Oh, that's not who I thought he was. I'm done with that trash. Like <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um yeah, he really he really fucking blew it with Sydney. Cause like where was that gonna go? It was stupid. And he had already he had already dumped her at shooters. Right. And she just showed up again and he could not resist. No. He's an idiot. He's a total idiot. Um Kimberly tells Michael, make sure you're out of my house by the time I get home. Oh yeah. She we all know too, she was paying more rent. Remember? Yes. yes. <laughs> That night, Matt is about to leave for his date, but Nikki's not doing well. They got to reiterate that Nikki's taking a turn for the worse. And Matt's like, should I stay? Because Katya's like, he, he's kind of like, the, okay, the washcloths are in the closet. I was like, my, Matt, you have a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> right. is very sparsely decorated. <laughs> Everything's going to be exactly where you think they are. Yeah. All this medicine stuff's going to be in the bathroom. Maybe there's a linen closet where the other things are. Yeah. Food is in the kitchen. Right. She might have to open a few cabinets to find something she needs. But nothing here is that uh, hard to find. No, but he's acting like Katya is going to be completely lost taking care of her sick child at Matt's apartment. It's wild. And you know Matt has everything. Also, Katya just has a very basic child sickness, like a cold or a little flu or something. This is yeah. nothing excessive. Like no, um, she's she's like, why don't you just have? Why don't you guys just sleep here tonight? And then there's a knock at the door. It's Joel because Joel is coming over to pick up Matt. And when he opens the door, he's like, oh. I didn't know this was... You, you guys, guys live together. I didn't know you guys actually live together. And Matt's like, we don't. Uh, they're just... She's sick and she's taking care of her. And Joel's like, well, okay. And I Matt, mean, imagine poor Joel. Poor Joel. Where it's just like everything, it's like... And everything sounds really stupid. Mm-hmm. They don't live here. They're just staying here because her daughter, who you just also I'm telling you about for the first time, is here sick. And um, we're doing this because the INS is coming tomorrow. It's just kind of like, I don't have time to this. I just want to fuck a guy. It was easy. Like, do you know what I mean? Joel is like, what have I gotten myself into? I mean, it is true. You hear this and you're like, this is a lot of drama. 
Yeah. This is a lot of, and there's a kid. I didn't know there was a kid involved too. No, he was just literally just hitting someone on someone at his art gallery opening. Yeah. And now it has turned into this. Right. It's a lot. Yeah. So Matt's like in front of Julie's like, maybe I should stay. And then Katya's like, just go, just go and have fun. And I'm screaming, go, Matt. Just go. God, you fucking idiot. Go. Jake and Amanda are having takeout. And Jane stops by. This was shocking to see Jane come over to Jake and yeah, Amanda's. Because they're just ordering in, having some food. And they're at Amanda's. Yeah. Because she really wants to talk to Amanda. And she, this scene was so funny. Yeah. She's like... Amanda, Amanda, I want Sydney to move out. Can you ask her? And <laughs> and Amanda's like, uh, she has a lease, Jane. And then Jane says, yeah, I know, but she did something really awful to me. But she won't tell her. I was like, this is the opportunity <laughs> to tell everyone what Michael did. Right. Why doesn't she tell her? But even if she did, you know Amanda's not going to give a fuck. No, but I do love that she did something really awful to me. Because to Amanda, that's like, what'd she do? Like, ruin one of your designs? Like, <laughs> that, doesn't, that could be anything it, with Jane. Yeah. Um, and and then Jane's like, but she, she, she can't even pay the rent. She's not going to be able to pay the rent. And Amanda's like, well, she has a co-signer. And Jane's like, oh, Michael is her co-signer. Now of everything's falling into place for Jane. She yeah. finally believes Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Oh, I did want to say that when Jane leaves, I love this moment for Jake where he says to Amanda, "You're so misunderstood." <laughs> cuz cuz Amanda of course refuses. She can't kick Kimberly, I'm sorry, Sydney out. Even if she could, she wouldn't do it. We right, all know this. Right. Uh, and I love that Jake's already on that sort of bandwagon of having to tell Amanda she's actually a nice person and right. people just don't get her. Right. <laughs> You're not a cold bitch. Joe gets ready for her date with Steve and Billy's being a dickhead. He's been such a bitch. He's a total bitch. And of course, him and Allison are like, doing their little, like, you look marvelous, like right. banter back and forth. Right. That was a very big thing. Like to say that at that point, from yeah. like, what is it? Like Billy Crystal. Did he have a sketch on SNL where he said marvelous, marvelous. I can't even say it, but they're doing their little shtick and they're both wearing powder blue. Billy and Allison. Yeah. But he, <laughs> but he takes a dig at Joe. What did he say? He says, you sure you're not wearing too much perfume? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and remember, didn't he say this to Allison once about wearing too much makeup? Yes. What's his deal? He needs to stay out of women's business. I don't know where he gets the nerve. Also, I don't... In my in my my belief is that Joe would never wear too much perfume. Like, it's not her... That's, that's not, not her. her style. No. It's like, just because you, Billy, wash your face, ass, and hair with... A Dial gross, soap. A gross bar of Irish spring <laughs> with the pube stuck to it. Doesn't mean everyone else does. No, he was like, it smells good. Like, <laughs> it's just like just smelling something was too much for him. Yeah. No, he can't handle it. Awful. You just don't. Um, Steve arrives and Steve's looking around. And he's like, oh, Allison, he's so awkward. He's like, this is your apartment. This is where you live. And she's like, yeah, Steve. We're <laughs> hi, hi, Steve. 
I, Allison's like embarrassed that he's seeing her with Billy. Yeah. I mean, that's the vibe that comes off. He leaves for his date with Joe. Meanwhile, on Matt's date with Joel, it's intermission mm. at the play, and Matt is huddled in a corner on a payphone at this theater. It's outrageous to me that he's doing this. This is so rude to his date. He's on the phone with Katya talking about Nikki's fever. Yeah, and he's also like, did you... Okay, there's washcloth. Like, he tells her where things are. Yeah. Like, and once again, I'm like, Matt, it's very obvious. Like, she doesn't... This is where Katya should not have even fucking told him jack shit. She, oh. was, she should have been like, everything's fine here. Have fun on your date. We're perfectly great. Like... Yeah. And she doesn't? No. This is where she drives me crazy. She shouldn't have even picked up the phone, although I bet well, if pick she up the did, phone, yeah. But I bet if she didn't pick up the phone, Matt would be freaking out even more. Oh, because he'd be like, they're at the hospital. Nikki, I, Nikki we have is to dying. Go. <laughs> yeah, we have to no, go. No, she should have calmed him down. Instead, she incites his uh, worst fears. Yes. Um, Joel, poor Joel, he's like, he comes up to Matt. He's like, it's obvious you don't want to be here. Why don't I just take you home? And he's perfectly lovely about it. Right, because Matt apparently has also been checking his watch during the first act. I can't and believe acting it. nervous. It's rude. It's, it's so rude. rude. Um, he's like, you, clearly you got something else on your mind. Let me just take you home. And then Matt, instead of saying no, 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 he's like, could you? Joel's so understanding. Yes. At the beach house, Michael is just sitting on his ass in his leather chair, watching TV and drinking a beer. He's, and he's laughing at he's, a sitcom. He's laughing at <laughs> he's, he's like in an ugly... I almost feel like he moved in an ugly chair to sit in to watch TV and be a total fucking slob. You know he's been farting in that chair all afternoon. And he never did this at the beach house <laughs> before this time. No. Just to piss Kimberly off when she came in. He's... Uh, laughing, yucking it up like nothing happened before. Hey, babe. Hey, yeah, babe. Welcome he, home. That's what like, he said. <laughs> he goes, oh, hi, babe. Hi, babe. And she's furious. And she goes, she's like, Michael, I wanted you out. And he's like, Kimberly, you're blowing this thing way out of proportion. Come on, babe. Come, to, come, come on. over here. Sit down. Sit Watch on. a 227. Sit on my lap. <laughs> she turns off the TV. And he's like, oh. And she's like, pack your shit and leave, Michael. And he's like, if anyone's going to leave, it's going to be you. Yeah, I'm tired of getting kicked out of my homes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of, my, when I cheat on people, they kick me out. What's up with that? You know, I'm paying half the rent. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? Fine. And she's had it. She packs up her little leather backpack and she just gets out of there. And he, he's like, shit. Like, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. I was supposed to say, you leave and she doesn't leave, but this right. backfires on him. It backfires and he starts begging her. <laughs> He's begging for her to stay. And she's like, oh, and Michael, when you see me at the hospital, don't speak to me. He's like, I've given up everything for you. My wife, my life. <laughs> my, my life. <laughs> my wife and my life. Nothing's, my wife. Nothing's changed in his life. I, you wouldn't let me keep my wife. <laughs> I gave her up for you. <laughs> uh, the next morning, <laughs> Robert drops by Jane's and she tells Robert that Kimberly broke up with Michael and that 
And that she caught Michael, and that that's because that she caught Michael with Sydney. And Robert's like, Jesus. But Robert's also like, yeah, that guy is a fucking scumbag. He knows he, firsthand. He's like, that's sick. <laughs> I'm like, this is the second time someone has said Michael is sick. <laughs> it's like you're catching on. <laughs> but Jane, um, Jane starts crying, and she's like, what did I do to deserve this? I was a good wife and a good sister. <laughs> I don't know why that made me sad. I know. Because it's like, yeah, Jane, bad shit happens to good people. Like, And Michael's a sick guy. Yes, he's, he's sick. a sick bastard. And she tells Robert, I still want to cook for your parents. Lunacy. She should have canceled this dinner. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. There's no way this is going to go well. No. Back at the hospital, Kimberly walks into the break room, I guess, <laughs> to find like 50 bouquets of flowers. That look like they're for a funeral. Yeah. Like none of them were cute or romantic. It literally looked like funeral parlor arrangements. It was crazy. There's so many bouquets in here and they're all from Michael. Don't other people use this? Isn't this a common area? This isn't yeah. their room. No, it's rude. And and this is classic Michael. Kimberly just walks in and sees the flowers. Within seconds, Michael's like, oh, hey, yeah. Look, he has to be there to get the credit for what he's done. He's like, he, he's like the arsonist who has to go to the crime scene and watch it burn from behind like a dumpster. Yeah, from across the street. Yeah, he's like, ooh. And what that, that's like in the BAU. They're like, they're always there. <laughs> like, look in the crowd because they always have to watch like yeah. the work being done. Yeah, the guy, on the suspect on Criminal Minds who's like, helps with the investigation. Yeah. That's- no, Michael literally walks in, hey, babe, look what I did for you. Like, he just has <laughs> to get credit. Um, and she says to him, something stinks in here, but it's not the flowers. Yeah. And she leaves. Once again, she owns Michael off of one of his own stupid lines because he's like, look at like, look at all I've done. It smells great in here. It's never <laughs> smelled this great in here. Like, I can't remember the last time. And she's like, that's right. Something smells in here. It's not the flowers, Michael. It's you and your bullshit. And she leaves. At Matt's apartment, the INS agent is conducting his interview with Matt and Katya. And it's going well. He's like, well, you you two seem very happy. And he's looking at their wedding album. And it was at this point that I was wondering, I wonder if they... If they just showed him the wedding album, if he's like, do you guys have any other pictures you've ever been in together? <laughs> just this one day. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how was it back then? You can't like pull your phone out and be like, here we are. Right. Yeah. Um, but everything's going pretty good. And then he does say, you did marry so suddenly, close up to the time that her visa was about to expire. And Matt's like, I can explain that. I fell in love with Katya in line at the cafeteria in the hospital, and I just couldn't let her leave. Yeah. They have their whole little shtick. They have their whole thing. And then Nikki emerges from the bedroom sick in her nightgown, and she's like, Mommy, I'm hungry. And the agent's like, oh, hello. Yeah. And he starts asking Nikki questions, and she says she likes Matt a lot. And he says, is that what your mommy told you to say? <laughs> so creepy when he said that. <laughs> it was. And Matt is like so nervous. Yeah. He's so nervous because he thinks, oh, they're busted. Yeah. That night, it's dinner at Jane's house and we meet Robert's parents and they're all having a great time. They love Jane's meal. 
Yeah. They're having great conversation. They like Jane. But they're interrupted by the most violent pounding on the door I've ever heard. <laughs> no one knocks this way. <laughs> this was like the FBI was at the door. This is like when they're trying to do a wellness check on someone <laughs> who hasn't, no one can find them and they yeah. bang on the door really loud before they enter. We're entering, like that kind of thing. It was crazy. Um, Jane, it, we hear, Jane, open up. It's Michael. No one wants this. Nobody wants this. She opens the door and he barges in and Robert's like stands up and he's like, I just want to talk to my wife. I like Michael. <laughs> he tells Jane to get out or Robert to get out of my face. And then he says to the parents, excuse my intrusion. <laughs> excuse the intrusion. Folks, because <laughs> they're shocked. They're just in this small apartment. Imagine, imagine from the parents' point of view, they have no context for this. Zero, <laughs> zero context. They're meeting their son's girlfriend for the first time, and this man barges in and is like, "Hello, I'd like to speak to my wife, please." My wife <laughs> calls her the wife still. Uh, um. He, Robert's like, all right, pal, like you better leave. And then Michael's like, ah, and and he's like, (laughs) he's like, I just came by to, I just came by to ask you to keep your slut sister out of my life. The mom, (laughs) Robert's mom is like vibrating right now. She can't believe her luck of what she's witnessing, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. She's not scandalized by this. She's enjoying she's it. She's like, this is the best dinner I've ever been to. And I concur. This wouldn't be an amazing thing for me to <laughs> inadvertently uh, like be in on. I would be inappropriately laughing nervously. I would be like, I would like, here's what I would do at that moment. I'd lean over to my husband and I'd whisper, Who, who's the... Who's the slut sister? <laughs> it's her sister. I need slut. to know the characters. I need to know the characters. Like, do you know who the slut sister is? Because you got to know the details. Um, Robert's like, that's it, pal. And he, he 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 goes. He gets into Michael's face, but Michael slams Robert into a shelf, and glass breaks. It's like a glass menagerie. <laughs> it was a glass. Shelf. It was a glass menagerie. The swizzle sticks fall. It's inexplicably on the back of the front door <laughs> where you would never put something that delicate ever. No. That doesn't go on the back of a door. I had to rewind this because it sounded like a window broke. No, it was <laughs> tinkle, 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 like all this tinkly glass breaking. It sounded like he threw Robert through a window. No, it was wild. Um, then Robert punches Michael in the stomach. Ooh. <laughs> This fight is bizarre because they don't really fully go at it, but, but it's like but there's weird. Of, but there's a lot of action. There's a lot of action, but it's not how a fight would ever go down in no, real life. It's no. just bizarre watching because you're like, what's happening here? It's two people who have never been in a fight fighting. Uh, and Michael leaves. He, he, leaves. Say, he has a great line when he leaves, though, because he says to Robert, I used to live here. <laughs> and then as he leaves, he says, not anymore. And it's like, Michael, he's, br- it's like you're bragging that you're not there anymore. That like you, you're that, choosing to leave, but you got kicked out. That your wife threw you out. Not anymore though. It's like, okay, bye. Oh, <laughs> it was incredible. The next day at the gallery, Matt stops by and apologizes to Joel for the other night. Ugh. 
And God bless Joel. Because Matt is like, I'd really like to see you again. And Joel is like, well, I like you, but I'm concerned your life is a little complicated. And Matt's like, please. (laughs) This is where I think Matt should have apologized and not pressured anymore. And that's just kind of why I'm like, come on, Matt. Like you talked to the guy a few times, uh, move on at this point and try again and be more upfront next time or something. Or he could have just been like, well, what if we just fuck? Yes. That's an option. I think you're really hot. I think I just like, let's just fuck. Yeah. There's no strings attached. That's like, keeps trying to push this date. He should just fuck him. And that's it. Joel's like, I'll think about it. He's very nice about it though. Joel is, does everything perfectly. Yes. Robert stops by Jane's apartment and he's like, well, my dad scolded me for getting involved with a client. I bet. He, he's like, it was like a long few hours. We were up late last night. And, and I was like, I bet, I bet, I bet you were. Because <laughs> that mom wanted to know every she, detail. She needed to, she was like, start from the beginning. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't shorthand anything. And the, I need to know everything. But the dad didn't care about any of the gossip. He just wanted, he just needed to scold his son. No. And the mom was like, okay, so Kimberly works at the hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she had to go through everything. Yeah. Um. Robert's like, I said to hell with him. And Jane's like, I just want Michael out of out of my life. And Robert's like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to slap a restraining order on Michael. It's like, yeah, do it. And this makes Jane really horny. When oh, she hears like, that. That's music to her ears. She's like, you can do that? I, the first thing I thought is, is Mike, well, like many people who get a restraining order slapped again, that's not going to do anything to stop no. Michael. No. He doesn't give a fuck Especially about a restraining Michael. order. <laughs> like, come on. Um, at the hospital, Katya tells Matt that the INS agent said they were one of the happiest couples. Now, this is irritating on her part because she does a little fake out with him first. Enough game is Katya. This is, this is not the. It's Matt. His blood pressure is high. Yeah. Don't play games with him. He she, hasn't. He, he's pent up. He has blue balls <laughs> that you caused. He's that you explode. caused. Please be gentle. Um, she yeah. She's like she's moping and pretending it didn't go well. But then she's like, just kidding. It went great. He said we're one of the happiest couples they've ever had the pleasure of interviewing. But Matt isn't happy. Yeah. He says yeah. I'm happy for you. <laughs> So you know something's brewing because Matt is always happy for people. Yes. He's like, you know, Joel thinks my life is too complicated. I have a life too, Katya. Do you? And she's like, I apologize. It's only temporary. Look, as annoying as this situation is, Matt had to know it was going to be a little bit complicated. You don't just marry someone and then the government accepts it. There's things you have to do. There's hoops you have to jump through. Right. And he basically has to look married, and that's hard to do. Yes. Uh, So he also needs to learn how to set better boundaries. Yes. For himself. Or, you know, yeah. Um, So it's, it's on her, but it's mostly on him. She could have acted better, but he's getting what he paid for. He's getting what he paid for. She could do more to alleviate any of the stress he has. Yes. Uh, but 
clearly he didn't think it through at the very least. At D&D, Allison presents the ad to Steve and Amanda comes in and she's like, oh, how was your date with Joe? She doesn't give a shit about the ad. She wants the hot goss. Right. And Steve says, well, it was great. She's charming. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. But she's no Allison. Which is actually a diss at Allison. Because <laughs> he's saying Joe is charming, beautiful, and smart. It almost makes it seem like that's not what Allison is. Right. Allison, <laughs> Allison's got a fat pussy, and Joe doesn't have that. She's no Allison. Like, um, this is also hi- a highly inappropriate thing to say in this situation. I mean, this is one of those things where I was like, you're, you're saying this uh, line of dialogue, but I haven't seen the sparks fly between you. No. I haven't seen what you love about Allison. Right. So I don't really buy it. Joe shows up because she has lunch plans with Steve. This is like her third date with him. And she's, she's giddy. Yeah, she's excited. Yeah. Even though they seem like they have nothing in common no. either. No. So they leave and Amanda says to Allison, hmm, Steve has a crush on you and you don't seem to mind it. Amanda loves clocking things on Allison and Allison hates it. Allison's like, that's ridiculous. But as soon as Amanda leaves the office, we see Allison staring at a picture of Steve. Right. I mean, she's like the classic, that's ridiculous. So so you you think Steve has a crush on me? (laughs) (laughs) Back at the hospital, Sydney's there. She's waiting around at the front desk. And Michael's like, what are you doing? What are you doing here, Sid? And she's like, well, Kimberly told Jane, so I guess it's over between you guys. <laughs> but don't worry. It's actually a good thing. It's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> now we can be together, Michael. And I want to be there for you right now. And he's like, you know what, Sid? You're nothing but a diversion for me. Nothing more, nothing less. And I want you to stay the hell out of my life. And she's like, Michael... I love you. And he's like, yeah, well, that's your problem, isn't it? Yeah, it is her problem, but it's about to be his problem. (laughs) Big time, big time. Yeah. She cries, and that's where we end the episode. Michael Mancini. What a a wreck. (laughs) He's just a wreck of a human being. He's such a wreck. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait. I cannot wait for some of his even more egregious shenanigans. No, this episode really got me excited for more of the craziness that's to come, especially around Michael, Sydney, and Kimberly. Uh, that storyline is just so good. It's so good. I just can't. I just want to get rid of, though, Rob and Katya, though. I just don't care. Robert and Katya. Yeah. Yeah. Like those two storylines. Right. Because whenever I'm there, I'm like, come on. We want to go back see to Sydney. the action. I, I would watch five minutes of Sydney putting an outfit together to see Michael or yeah. going on the blue bus more than <laughs> I want to see a Katya scene. Like that would be fine for me. Yeah. Just to watch more of Sydney doing whatever she does in her apartment all day. I don't care. Right. Like it's like they couldn't even throw us a bone. And make it like a as good juicy storyline with Katya, like, oh, and, like everything seems fine, but she has Munchausen by proxy. Yes. And Matt has to save Nikki. 
Yes. That, that would have been, been juicy. That would have been juicy. I uh, just came up with that. Yeah. I feel like they missed the boat. It's a soap opera. Uh, you can do anything you want. They it doesn't matter. They didn't want to give Matt a good storyline. No, it's wild. They but didn't, they, yeah. And they didn't want him to fuck. No. No. Poor Matt. <laughs> Homophobia in action. He's he's so like... And, he, and because of this, it makes Matt desperate. Yeah, because he's with Joel, and all of a sudden Joel is like, "It. This is the. This could be the one." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And he oh. can't let it go because oh. he knows that's not going to happen again for a while. That's why he can't let it go. Right. It's just sad to watch Matt try to make it work still oh. uh, when Joel is clearly over it at some point. Right. He's um, like, "This isn't worth it." Yeah. Even though he's a nice guy. Yeah. It's just kind of like, "Come on, Matt." I haven't even tested the the goods yet. I don't even know. (laughs) He's over it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we'll be back next week for episodes 10 10 and 11. Yeah. Okay, that's it. See ya. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.